Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast. My name is Asselin Bailey, and joining me today is Ori Benatar. Today, we are previewing the Gunners, the Gooners, Arsenal. Now, last season, Arsene Wenger's last season at the helm of Arsenal was a disaster, an unmitigated disaster. They came in sixth place. They lost in the Carabao Cup final to Manchester City. They lost in the FA Cup third round to Nottingham Forest. They lost in the Europa League semifinals because of that ogre of a man, Diego Costa, and of course, the terrible Fortnite player, Antoine Griezmann. And now this season, with expectations completely tempered and a new manager at the helm, Arsenal is in uncharted waters. For the, for the last 20 years, one man has been the face of Arsenal. His name was Arsene, and now he's gone. It's been quite a summer with transfers. It's been weird. It's, as an Arsenal fan, this has been just a surreal experience. And I, I just, I cannot believe that there is now going to be a season where we look on the touchline and it's not going to be an old Frenchman trying to zip up a jacket that just will not be zipped up. Now it'll be a Basque man who's probably just standing there, kind of boring. But regardless, it's going to be an interesting summer, interesting season for this Arsenal team. Ori, what do you think about Arsenal's transfer business? What do you think about this entire club now that Wenger's gone? It's weird. It's really strange. Just no Arsene Wenger. It's going to take some time to get used to. You bring in Unai Emre, who had great success with Sevilla, one season with PSG, where he was unable to get them past the round of 16 in the Champions League, but they got stuck playing Real Madrid in that round. And we'll see what Emre can do. And I like the business they've done. They've brought in some very decent players. Burnt Leno, a potential new starting goaltender for Petr Cech. Some people were saying Petr Cech was going to go back to Chelsea, but it looks like both are going to stay. We'll see which uh, goalie Emre prefers. You also have Socrates Papastatopoulos from Dortmund, the Greek defender. I think he's a good buy. And also, I think the best buy, Lucas Torreira from Uruguay, uh, from uh, Sampdoria in Serie A. He is a very versatile player. He can play a lot of different positions. He, had a, he, was, he looked good in the World Cup for Uruguay when they got to the quarterfinals. So I think he's probably their best purchase. Stefan Licksteiner on a free. He can't beat a free transfer like that. Stefan Licksteiner, one of the most underrated right backs in the world. So I like the business Arsenal's done, and I always go into a Premier League season thinking Arsenal is going to do better than they usually do. I still remember, I think I picked Arsenal to win the title the year that Leicester won. Because I just I just thought that they had the players and I thought that they had, you know, just everything going for them. Believe me, when when Welbeck when Welbeck scored that header against Leicester City in February, I'm pretty sure every Arsenal fan agreed with you at that point. Right. And I mean, I'm looking at this team and I I don't I don't think title is going to happen just because of how good City, Liverpool and United are. But I, I don't hate the look of this team. There's a lot of good players, especially having a full season of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who has the potential of winning the Golden Boot. Uh, for sure. I mean, he had incredible stats last season, and he only came in in January. He only played in 13 Premier League games and scored four t- he scored 10 goals. Alexander Lacazette, who was the top scorer for Arsenal, scored 14 goals all season. I mean, it's clear that, uh, that Arsenal have replaced one of the best players in its history in Alexi Sanchez with one of the best strikers in world football in Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I mean, it's going to be incredible to watch him go down the pitch, and I think he's going to have a better coach uh, than Wenger to really utilize his abilities. I mean, let's talk a little bit about Emery, and this preseason has been an interesting kind of look into how this Arsenal team could potentially play. Um, they've experimented with several different formations, uh, 4231, uh, the 4-4-2, 4-2-2-2s, and 4-3-3s. They have a pressing style. They want to play Aubameyang and Lacazette together, which, I mean, if you have two of the best strikers in the world, then you certainly should try. 
Um, they've been experimenting with Aubameyang on the left. They've experimented with Lacazette and Aubameyang playing together down the middle. Ozil playing on the right. Mkhitaryan on the right or left, etc., etc., etc. And it seems like this team is from what Hector Bellerin said a couple weeks ago when it comes to the training, that when Wenger was there, training was about just making sure everybody was comfortable, that ideas could be free and free-flowing. But now with Emery, everybody has an understanding of what their role is and what they're going to do, that it's tactically more astute and that when you're, you don't have the ball, you have to be sure that you're still the primary uh, protagonist. And if you do have the ball, you have to be direct and you have to be strong with it which I think is great. I think it's something that the club has lacked for several years now. Uh, but you mentioned some of their signings, and I want to mention one signing that you did not mention, uh, but I think he might be maybe even the best of the bunch in a couple of years, and that's, of course, uh, Matteo Guendouzi. Uh, Guendouzi was bought from FC Lorient in Ligue 1, or Ligue 2, actually, uh, when they purchased him, and he's his 19-year-old French player. We've written about him on the, on the topflight.com, which if you want to go read that, um, he's a very, very interesting prospect. His game reminds me the most of Michael Carrick. Um, I think that's probably like his, his, uh, his basement level type talent. Cause he is so good at picking out a pass from a very deep position on the ball. He's so calm. He's very clever. He doesn't get easily uh, pushed around, even though he's got a very slight frame. Um, we compared him to Adrio Rabio on the, on the top flight, but actually it's closer to a Pirlo or maybe even, uh, or Michael Carrick, as I mentioned, he's a very interesting player and he might even be the best of the bunch. Um, especially he might even challenge Granit Xhaka in that other center defensive midfield role if Xhaka has one of those crazy performances where he's just awful on the pitch. And, I mean, he's a nightmare to most Arsenal fans. But I don't know. What, you, you, did you watch a lot of Emery when he was at PSG? Not as much as I would have liked to. It's hard to see league uh, games in the States. Speaking of that, Serie A writes on ESPN, so that's awesome. Oh, I didn't know but, that. That's awesome. Yep. So ESPN, ESPN2 are going to be showing a Serie A game per week and then all the games on ESPN plus. So we'll get to see Ronaldo every week. So that's pretty cool for all you American listeners. But yeah, Matteo Guendouzi, I can see him playing a lot in the Europa League with the expectations you're giving him. And I don't think he's, he's a little too young to be starting in the premier league. I don't think he's going to be able to take on like the big midfielders like Eric Dyer for Spurs or even Paul Pogba on Manchester United. So I could definitely see him playing in the Europa league, get those Thursday games in uh, play against some decent teams in Europe, maybe even play in the knockout stages. But you also have a lot of other youngsters that can make an impact on this Arsenal team. Alexi Wobi coming back. You also have Ainsley Maitland Niles, the number 15 now. So with that given number, I think that means that he's going to feature a lot, I would think. Um, and then there's a couple of other players that you always have to talk about with Arsenal. Ozil, Mkhitaryan, Koscielny is the captain. Um potentially, uh, I mean, Lacazette, I hope he scores more goals. I was very excited to see the Lacazette purchase because I just thought he was such a great player for Lyon. But yeah, I, I'm not sure with Arsenal. I like the look of their team, especially their offense. Also with Aaron Ramsey, no more Jack Wilshere. But what's it? But what's going to happen without Arsene Wenger? Is it going to be what Arsenal fans have always dreamed of for the past, you know, five or six years when they were calling for Wenger fired and the glory days are back? Or is it going to be worse? You know, I've I've wrestled with this question a lot for throughout the summer. I've wondered because I was never really a big fan of Arsene Wenger's tactics in general, as I've been an Arsenal fan. He was a great manager, of course, in the early 2000s, but I think his style and his system of play is just not really ready to deal with the modern style of football. 
Unai Emery, though, here's the thing. He may not be a success at Arsenal. That's totally possible. At PSG, he wasn't a success. Of course, he won Ligue 1 last year. He won every trophy in France last year. But we forget that he did lose to Monaco in the first season in charge. Uh, he had the 6-1 defeat to Barcelona in the Champions League. He could not control his dressing room. And even though it wasn't a terrible uh, you know, he wasn't a terrible manager. It's just like he wasn't good enough for that big of a club. And when I think a lot of Arsenal fans would agree with this, that when he was announced as the manager for the club, it seemed like we had taken a step back. It seemed like we had taken a manager that even though he has some European pedigree and he has played for, you know, he's a coach of PSG, he always seemed a little too small for that club of that stature. So it seemed maybe like a step back. But what I like about that what I like about Unai Emery specifically is that even if he's not a success, it's a to me, Arsenal finally joining the modern revolution of football, that we're going to play a pressing style, that we're going to try to not have players that do not know what they're doing and they're just passing the ball from side to side, that it's not just about having possession but about creating chances and to create chances as often as possible. Even if Unai Emery fails, the structure that's in place right now is a better structure than it was under Arsene Wenger. When Wenger was the manager, he had control of everything. He had control of the transfer policy, he had control of the tactics, he had control of the training methods, et cetera, and et cetera. Now, with a new football head of direction, or a new football head in Raul Sanieri, and then you also have the head of recruitment in Sven Misentat, who is from Dortmund, there's a new system in place that has more accountability and there's more collaboration, which could help this team find the kind of talent that they were finding in the early 2000s. Maybe Torreira is the next coming of Vieira. We've been saying that for 15 years, but still, maybe he's going to be the player that we need. Maybe he can be the type of N'Golo Kante defensive midfielder that this club has been dying out for for decades. I just I think that even if Emery is not the greatest manager in the world and he doesn't really take Arsenal beyond fourth place it means that we're finally making progress because under Wenger, everything stagnated and it was all due to one man and we could blame one man. We could also blame Kroenke, but really it was because Wenger was not willing to change. And now there's change and that gives hope to a lot of Arsenal fans everywhere. I agree with that completely. And I also think that Unai Emery not being, you know, sort of the high caliber manager that Arsenal fans maybe would have wanted to see. I think that's a good realization that, you know what? Arsenal's no longer a top four team in the Premier League. They haven't been since Thierry Henry left. And you saw that Invincibles age kind of, you know, retire or move to different clubs. Arsenal's had some really good years when they had, you know, Robin Van Persie and Fabregas and all these guys that went to different clubs in England. But I think with Unai Emre and the team that they have, they have a lot of high quality players. But I think this is a realization Arsenal's not a top four team anymore. Finishing top four would be fantastic. But we are now, Arsenal's at a point where I believe that they're under Tottenham when it comes to, you know, results, when it comes to young talent. And that's something that I'm talking to an Arsenal fan here in Esteban. Dude, you probably hate the fact that I just said that. <laughs> Listen, you'll never get me to say that Tottenham's ahead of us, and I will not agree with you on that. However, I will say this. Football comes in waves. You don't always get the 20-year dominance of Manchester United, and we've seen Manchester United become the second-best team in Manchester over the last few years. Maybe Tottenham is better than Arsenal at this point in time. They have been better the last two seasons. However, they were better because they were exploiting Wenger's inability to change. Now, with a new manager and a new system in place, Arsenal can finally do a real rebuild. And not a rebuild in the sense that, 
you know, they're going to tank and try to get draft picks like we have in North American sports. It's a rebuild and a rebuild in mentality and a rebuild in how they want to accomplish the things that they want to accomplish. Tottenham may be, it, listen, North London, it's not, it's not white. It's still red. And it'll be red for a long time because what Tottenham has done, it's good. They've finished higher than Arsenal in the table. But where are the trophies? They've never won the FA Cup. They've never won the Carabao Cup. They were never serious contenders for the Champions League. They never even made the Champions League semifinals in their last two seasons. They lost to Juventus last year. I mean, listen, Tottenham is a good team. They have some good young talent. Harry Kane is probably the best striker in England. Deli Alli is a very talented center forward slash attacking midfielder. And they have some good players behind them. But listen, this things comes in waves. And as you know, Tottenham hasn't done that much that much business this year. So let's let's hold a little bit before saying that Tottenham is better than Arsenal right now. I just think they'll probably finish higher than Arsenal. I, I just think that they have a chemistry that is good for them because they've stuck with the players. Do I think they needed to buy someone? Absolutely. Tottenham definitely needs a, a high-class, world, another world-class player to take them into trophy levels. I'm not saying Tottenham's going to win a trophy either this year. I don't think they will. But I just think in recent years... Tottenham's had the progression also because they got Mauricio Pochettino, who's a good manager, and Wenger just kind of stagnated for those last couple of years. And I think Tottenham's in a better position than Arsenal is right now. But I think that will probably quickly change either after this season or in the 2020s. Expect the 2020s maybe to be the decade where Arsenal comes back. We'll have to see, though. We'll have to see. Obviously, this is the thing. We're, We're all working on hope right now. And, you know, Arsenal fans are, I think, cautiously optimistic as the season starts. But I'll ask you a question. Who do you think is more likely to win a trophy, Tottenham or Arsenal this season? Well, Arsenal, obviously. I mean, that... Wait, why do you think that? Because they have a little bit more depth. And they're in the Europa League, which is not going to have that many good teams. So they have a chance of winning the Europa League, assuming that no big-time European teams get axed in the group stage of the Champions League you know like what happened last season with Atletico getting axed in the group stage and then they went on to win the Europa League beating Marseille in the final and beating Arsenal in the semis I think that FA Cup and Carabao Cup very realistic possibilities there there always is you know Arsenal when they won those FA Cups beating Hull City and Aston Villa you know some really tough opposition there for the FA Cup final um, just don't forget to... about the victory over Chelsea when Chelsea was the best team in England Fine, no, that that was well-deserved, and that was great. But, you know, losing to Nottingham Forest is never fun. And no. not being in the Champions League for a second straight year is not fun either. But just based on the frequency of the competitions that Arsenal's in, the depth that they have, you I mean, you look at Tottenham, their backup striker is Fernando Llorente. Arsenal's backup striker, you could play Lacazette in the middle instead of Aubameyang. You could even put Lucas Perez there if he doesn't leave the club before the transfer deadline closes. You can even put Joe, Joel Campbell and get him some game time. Arsenal oh, just has oh, better please. depth. What? <laughs> no, yeah, no. Joel Campbell, he's been the most hard luck player in Arsenal history. I mean, he deserves a chance, and I'm not sure if he's going to get it, but as long as he's still an Arsenal player, I hope he gets more freaking game time. I think so, too. I would love to see Joel Campbell get more game time. I thought he was great at the World Cup, and he played for Olympiacos for a bit, and he was really good there, too. I'd love to see him get more game time. But Arsenal has the depth to win a trophy. Tottenham doesn't. But the only way Tottenham can win the... I think Tottenham has a better chance to win the league just because their first team 
has the chance of beating the bigger teams. I don't think Arsenal is going to get points against top clubs. I don't see them getting points against City. I don't know if I even see them getting points against Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, maybe. Probably more likely points against Chelsea. But the North London derbies between Arsenal and Tottenham, I think, are going to be close. I think we could see Tottenham win both or Tottenham win and a draw, possibly. But in terms of all the little cup competitions, Arsenal has the depth to win at least one of those, even though I probably don't think they're going to win any trophies this year. Well, on that point, let's move on to our final part of the show where we discuss our expectations for the season, where they're going to, you know, where they're going to finish, what kind of thing. So I'm going to ask you a two-part question uh, when it comes to the league table. Where do you think they're going to finish? Uh, what's their highest, what's their lowest, but also do you think they're going to finish higher than Tottenham this year? I don't think they finish higher than Tottenham. Actually, I'm going to double check this because I have my prediction table. Actually, I have them finishing higher than Tottenham. I won't say which place I have them finishing, Okay, but I do have them finishing higher than Tottenham, even though I think Arsenal will not get a win against Tottenham this year. Obviously, who knows? But I'll say that's my bold prediction. I'll stick with my Tottenham is better than Arsenal statement. But I think Arsenal has potential to get a lot of goals and points against the lower teams, against the mid-table teams. I think Tottenham might slip up against a mid-table team. I think Arsenal's highest is fourth. And I think their lowest is probably eighth. I'll say eighth just because of a potential fluke season from you know maybe the likes of West Ham or Leicester, maybe even Everton. So I'll say fourth is their highest, eighth is their lowest. But I think that this if they finish fourth, it's a good progress year for Arsenal. And then maybe the season after 1920, they'll be a title contender. I think if I'm gonna make a pick, I think their highest is gonna be I think third. I think they could. I think this season could be a, a massive improvement because I think last year, last season, beside the fact that Arsene Wenger was not particularly good as a manager, the attack was probably on par with Liverpool and Tottenham, and their defense was the problem. Now this year, maybe the defense is just slightly improved, which might help their fortunes just a little bit. However, I'm not going to say they're going to finish anything lower than six. The bookmakers have them at sixth place. They have them with like 75 points, which is about 13 points more than what they finished last season. I think that Arsenal is going to have a better season this year just because there is going to be a bounce-back effect. I don't think Wenger was such a good coach. He, he's not Ferguson, you know? It's, it's not like they're gonna, he was improving every player on the, on the field when he was there. It's just, in fact, you could even make the argument that maybe he was regressing some of the players on the team like Bellerin or Iwobi. But I'm going to say that Arsenal finishes fourth, fourth or third, and I think that they're actually, I think they're in a really good position to win the Europa League this year. Now, that's not just because Unai Emery won the Europa League three times with Sevilla, but I also think that they have experience from last season going to the semifinals. They were unlucky to play Atletico Madrid in the semifinals. They were unlucky with the two goals they conceded, or or the, uh, yeah, the two goals that they conceded to Griezmann and Costa. Um, the first goal with Griezmann probably should have been a handball, but whatever. And Costa is just an ogre that he cannot haunt Arsenal again, hopefully. Um, but with that said, I think Arsenal season is going to be one of the most fascinating ones to watch. They're definitely going to be a team that <laughs> you're not, you're not going to really know what's going to happen. I think you got to throw away the last five seasons of Arsenal's play because you just don't know what this new coach is going to bring. But that's our podcast for today. Uh, keep checking us out on the topflight.com to keep checking us out on the, on the feed as we're almost done with this Premier League podcast preview. And hopefully, hopefully the Gooners can do something this season. But beside that, keep listening. 
Uh, keep reading. We'll see you guys soon.